0: Aren't you tired of the same content, the same subjects, the same phrases, the same delivery? It's weird at this point. Media MediaDen wants to change that. You deserve a platform that will give you variety and a high-quality audio experience. And you can't forget a timely show. Media MediaDen provides short-form podcasts that trim the fat without destroying the details. Now, you don't have to feel committed to what everyone else is talking about. Just niche shows that won't just interest you. But save time. Stay up to date with all of our shows by subscribing anywhere you get your podcast. Media Den Network. It's all in the content. This episode is brought to you by Only The Real Entertainment and Media Den Productions. To What's going on with y'all, man? Another episode of Real Hoops. I'm excited, you know, preseason on WNJ finals on. Yes, sir. All right, so <clears throat> my heat played. you know. You know how I've been cooking the heat this season for not getting damn Look solid, though, you know. Had Tyler Hero leading the team, 22 points. Triple J. Yeah, 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 the Heat Triple J, by the way, not Memphis. Uh, yeah, 13 points. Um, looked very in control, um, looked very mature. You know, it's a lot different when you have all four years in college. Um, you're kind of almost a seasoned veteran. We've seen four-year players, before come into the league and immediately contribute, like a Tim Duncan, like a Damian Lillard, most recently like a uh, JJJ. Um, Buddy Howard is another four-year player as well. So we've seen these uh, four-year players come in with, you know, a lot more experience than a 19-year-old who's a one-and-done and, done. and uh, you know, just going going in, doing what they need to do. Um, you had Nikola Jovich, word on the street is they were evaluating his knee, no injury, no injury report on that yet. And then JJJ Jame Haquez Jr., strained his left groin in practice today um i've either strained or pulled my my groin it's never fun it's very hard to pivot i just try to play ball on saturday on it it wasn't fun wasn't mobile defensively you know i was limited to being a shooter and very limited motion i probably shouldn't even be playing but um i'm 100% would rather roll my ankle than to do anything with my groin it's not fun um Recovering. Um and they played Charlotte, you know, Charlotte Fonnie Willis, I know they're looking at Charlotte right now, like, oh hold on, let's build up this case. I'm kidding. Um, Charlotte is cooked, arrest warrant is out for Miles Bridges. Um, so the word on the street is it's a uh you know, it's related to a, a prior domestic violence incident. Um, you know, it didn't involve any new allegations. Of physical violence It's related to the violation of uh, Protective order um, So we're, we're, we're Looking on that And you know I just spoke about The, the, the Charlotte Hornets a couple weeks ago And I got a lot of love um, Kai Jones went on Twitter And publicly asked for a trade And the Hornets waved them <laughs> uh, Which is craziest The craziest thing I've ever seen um, I really hope that brother gets some help he's uber talented and on a very serious note mental health is 100% a real thing especially amongst black men you know I wish he I wish somebody could sit him down or you know speak to him you know what I'm saying a lot of times we come from these places and a lot of things are going on on the exterior that we don't know about we just saw Michael Beasley sit down with uh, Ryan Clark and those guys and you know he really put context into his career with exactly the exterior things going on besides the on-the-court issues, sometimes, you know, the off-the-court issues affect your ability to play on the court because it takes a lot of things to be good in this league, you know what I'm saying? Um and everybody come from different backgrounds. Everybody come from, you know, different traumas. So definitely um somebody need to talk to my brother in Kai stop. Real talk. But I'm excited. You guys, I watched my first WNBA game, and I don't remember how long. I watched some game one. I didn't really catch game two. I was uh, was caught up doing some other stuff, handling business with you know the music. Um, so I loved it. Super skilled. Um. Man, I forgot her name off the top of my head, but she was hitting all those difficult socks. Was it Sabine? I do not want to botch your name. I'm going to remember your name. I'm going to look it up right now. You have those crazy threes, and I'm like, yo, what am I watching? Uh, Anyways, in order to... Here we go. Johannes, wow. Botch your name. I'm completely sorry. You can tell I'm new to this. I apologize. Uh, Marine Johannes. She, wow, she stood out. Um, Very difficult shots. Um, But, you know, the Aces ended up taking the lead and winning the game. They're one game away from, you know, being the champions. Um, I'm super excited for that. I really think Miss Wilson Uh, Should go ahead and get that chip I'm rooting for her most definitely Um, I'm super excited with You know the future of the league You got Kate McCart um, You got the LSU ladies uh, With Angel Reese And and, and a few others Who I think is going to take this league Higher You had the LeBron James at the game Tweeting about it Very helpful With his millions and millions of followers I salute LeBron. He's always been an ambassador, not only for our league, but for the WNBA. And I think it's very, very important that he was there. Um, I'm looking at the flair of the game. I'm looking at the different abilities of the ladies coming in with more information, more training, Uh, because the league is still young, right? I'm older than the league. Wow, I just aged myself. I'm older than the league. So it's very, very young and very new. So... You know, more information, more training, more ability to have women take basketball serious, which is going to have more income coming into the league as far as marketing. And it's going to incentivize more young ladies wanting to hoop. So I'm here for it. Shout out. So we're going to get into real talk. Look, I don't know about you, but I like my hoops unfiltered, especially if it's about that Miami Heat. Heat Nation, stand up. year. If you do too, then tune in to Real Hoops. There's nothing better than hearing straight-up, unadulterated talk about ball and all the chaos that comes with it. You can go find Real Hoops on all podcast platforms. Go enjoy and run it up for your boy. Yeah, Yeah, man, I'm excited about this one. Because, see, Real Hoops is Real Hoops. We like to talk hoop. But this one, I'm seeing a lot of journalists. You know, Chad, Ocho Cinco, Shannon Sharp. Gilbert Arenas talking about Joe Budden and Drake's debacle, uh, kerfuffle, debate, whatever you want to use. And I wanted to jump in because, with respect to all of these gentlemen, you guys know where I stand in this pod in terms of being careful of how I speak about players because I didn't play. This is completely different. I am an artist, like an actual current artist who's doing this on pretty much the daily you know what i mean when i didn't couldn't catch game two i was handling literal music business so let's talk about it for all the dogs come out if you listen to the end of last week's pod telling all that was what i was tapping into uh so for all the dogs come out 23 records and joe being joe he is voted the number one pod hip-hop pod in the world um People are waiting on his opinion, and everybody knows his history with Drake. Um, and if you didn't know, Drake, you know, in 09, said that he was influenced by Budden. And they had their beef in 2016. You know, they're back and forth. Joe released four diss records. And you had Drake on the French Montana with the pump, pump, pump it up, that, that record with French. Um, and, you know, when Joe, after Joe put out those, you know, those disses, Drake never really formally responded to him. Um so but <sighs> But basically is saying, wow, I didn't mean to play that right out right now, but what Joe was saying is that bro we hear <laughs> he's basically saying he missed it when Drake rapped like the, the other rappers would hit him instead of you know the younger guys, the young streamers like a Kai Sanad, etc um. Now I was flat out ask Is Joe right I think he is But I also think Drake is right And I'm going to Contextualize the situation Because you have to Look at it from both places And I'm in a unique position Where I'm literally Both people <laughs> I'm Drake And I'm Whoa well, let, me, let me relax I'm not Not Drake I'm nowhere near Drake I'm just a guy From Broad County Definitely not as rich Definitely not as relevant I'm just saying I rap We share the same Experience So I'm Drake I'm not saying I'm Joe Budden either because I'm not Joe Budden. He's the number one podcast in the world. I'm just a little dude from Brown. But i part two. So I'm both. You have to have an opinion because they're looking to you for an opinion. But to contextualize Drake first, for the people listening, for those that don't know, Drake signed a $500 million record contract that he boasts about. And if you know anything about Drake, 90% to 95% of his career that he says on these records are true. And you can actually track them down and find these things. Um, so yeah, what does that $500 million consists of? If you go back and listen to Scorpion, his 2018 project, he goes, as soon as the album drops, I'm out of the deal. And this is the outro to the first side of it. Okay. And then he you know, drops the record with Dirk in 2020. I'm looking at the credits and I'm I i do not see Universal. I see that he basically owns his publishing. Okay, that's kinda on brand. You know, he released the Dark Lane's the tape the dark lane uh demo tapes, um, you know, which is pretty much leaks. Um, and then he releases that with dirt. And I'm just looking at the bottom and I don't I don't see cash money. I see he basically went to the Universal directly, or I forgot exactly who he went to directly. But let's just say he signed that deal right after Scorpion. He put out Dart ladies. They're on tape, which is basically a tape. Uh, and then certified lover boy drops. Way too sexy. I want y'all to follow me here. Telling. Before way too sexy, let's go back. Tootsie Slide. Very telling. Number one record nonetheless, but very telling. Certified lover boy, girls want girls, way too sexy. If you don't get where I'm going with this, you can just play it back or listen to the records. Boom. He goes, certified lover boy. From there, he pivots to house music. Super switch up. He goes, honestly, never mind. That was very telling as well. That let me know that his label gave him enough uh, leeway to do what he wants because straight is straight. You know, that's my least favorite Drake album ever. And it's sold to k <laughs> You see what I'm saying? So he goes that. He turns around with Savage, Her loss, which I think is a classic, modern-day classic in 2022, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, whatever you want to name it. That Drake, I love that Drake, listening to him on that record, personally. But very telling. Look at her circle, local. Look at her jumbo shit, from pop. Look at her, um... What he mean with, with Travis. To listen to these things, because these things are very telling about their situation, especially somebody who is as vulnerable as Drake is. Very telling. And then he goes for all the dogs. I can't say, I can't say that I'm a little bit shocked because 8 a.m. in Charlotte is probably the second greatest timestamp I've ever heard Drake deliver. And the only reason I'm not putting that over 9 a.m. in Dallas is because of how nostalgic it was for me. But rapping and bar for bar wise, it was phenomenal. You know, uh, I can see why Joe may have been misled to believe that that was what he was going to get throughout the majority of the album. But the rollout from Drake was very telling as well. Pete, slime you out. Regardless of how we feel, this is number one. (laughs) Regardless of how we feel. True. And then he... Kind of premieres the record with Ye. No disrespect to Ye, but it's Yee. And Sexy Red comes out and says she has a record with him. Yadi, he's been running around with Yadi for the past two years. They've they've been tight for super long. Shout out Yadi, but this ain't a little bow. He said that in 2016. They're tight. going tour together. Yadi's damn near executive producing his his uh, music these days. <sighs> hmm. I'm looking at it now. Where's the vets over here? SZA, Vet, Exaviz, which is craziest to even say and think. Two records with him. You know, she's on with the sexy red with sexy red, uh, record. I really like that record by the way. Um, Travis, him and Travis been. And then you have Savage Who's on tour with it. To me it sounds like This record was made on the road You know Made like Made him in with Charlotte He was in Charlotte Like a month ago Before he came down to Miami Very telling That was also the show That J.C.O. was there First person shooter Very telling Drake is in a prec- precarious situation where he has to deliver the 500 million. The tour is going to help him phenomenally in terms of recouping if he hasn't already, because it's Drake. You know, you have to imagine he has some type of split. Um, pay attention to the Apple Music deal that he signed in 2016 before he dropped views. Pay attention to that as well. Now Drake is looking at his shows and he's seeing the demographic that is actually coming out to see him and and, and pay his pocket. And, and and Drake is in a peculiar situation because he has a wide palette. College kids are there, old people are there, people that are around my age, around late late twenties, early thirties, around my age are there. He has a wide palette to feed, international as well as you can see by the Bad Bunny feature. Alright, I got it it. These are the people that that I'm seeing coming to my show I gotta make music for them Now Joe Anybody who follows Drake I knew Drake when I was in middle school 07 Comeback season Drake Go listen to Gideon Go listen to Barry Barnes Freestyle Go listen to uh, um, Get Over It You know, those records Those records are the Drake that I grew up with This is like just before Um Comebacks Just before So far gone This is what Really got him on Because back then It wasn't You had to rap But Drake was different Because he was rapping Like that But he's singing On the hooks Nobody was doing that At the time To his level at least Um And he pops And that's the That's the Drake That Joe fell in love with And that's probably My favorite Drake too 08 to 2015 I think he never missed Never. But this is a 15 year run. Who has done 15 years before? Straight, no breaks. Even in years that Drake wasn't dropping like 2014 and in between years like 2012, he's everywhere. Never took a break. to find a way to criticize you got to Joe you're Joe that's your mans y'all chilled together they was on Instagram live like a year ago said and Drake said he was gonna do a pod and and whatnot they they, they have this weird love-hate relationship like a lot of these other industry cats do you know but you gotta keep it honest you could love the record but you could also miss the old Drake I'm in a position where I gotta like both I'm I have to this is Drake. This is, this, this is my guy. You know, I got to embrace like a daylight. It sounds completely different. I have to embrace some of these records that I probably wouldn't think that Drake would make, but he's in a position where he has that wide palette to feed. Now, I do think Joe stepped a little bit out of bounds speaking about his personal life, but again, Drake only puts in his music his actual personal feelings. And... Vulnerability is what got him here You know I know that you don't want to get a billionaire Talking about his heartbreak And you shouldn't feel that way But I mean how can you tell him how to live his life If he wants to do that with the 25 year olds So be it If he wants to hang out with Yachty So be it You gotta allow people to grow You know what I'm saying It may not be the growth that you were looking for because had we had the Drake that we had from 08 to 2015, y'all would have turned on him the same way I have turned on Dub, Baby, the same way y'all turning on Lil Baby, the same way y'all turning on Meg Thee Stallion, the same way y'all turn on all these artists who find their pocket and they stay there. Allow artists to grow. Please, ladies and gentlemen, I really would appreciate that as an artist. So tomorrow, what we got? We got West Side Gun. Tapped into that. He's hard. We got... Thug dropping a single, tapped into that, free Thug. And we got my boy Offset. Oh, my God. Hardest cover art of the year goes to Offset. I'm sorry. Offset falling with the fire. Ooh, I can't wait. Track he got with his wife is amazing. I love Jealousy. I love Fan. The track that he just dropped today with Don Tolliver. I'm going to be tapping into that first. I'm going to keep it honest with y'all. I love both of the other artists that I just, you know, Shout out West Gun, shout out Thug. The set album, first thing I'm hitting play on at midnight. Shout out to y'all though, this is a longer part. I really wanted to get to the crux of the matter. Very personal to me, I appreciate y'all for sticking around. Shout out to y'all, I'm out of here. It's Rilla, baby.